Mark Hunt versus Alexi Olenek. Fight predictions. Dun, dun, dun! Hey guys, Fight Junkie here. Uh, before we jump into this episode, of course, I want to thank everybody for their love and support. I really do appreciate it. Um, follow me on Twitter at FightJunkie.com. Listen to me on Anchor.fm. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to the YouTube channel. YouTube.com slash FightJunkie2006. So, what do I think about this main event of Mark Hunt and Alexi Olenek? Well, let's take a quick look, a quick look at these two guys. Mark Hunt, 13 wins and 12 losses. That doesn't sound very good, does it? We got Alexi Olenek, 56 wins, 11 losses. That sounds a little bit better, doesn't it? Hunt has 10 KOs or TKOs. Out of those 13 wins and three decisions. Out of his 12 losses, he's been stopped five times via KO or TKO. Stopped six times via submission and lost one decision. Alexi has eight big wins by KO. 44 submissions. Yes, you heard that right. 44 wins by submission and four decision. His losses... Five by KO or TKO, two submission losses, and four decisions. So right off the bat here, we see a big difference between these two. One is the power-punching knockout Samoan, Mark Hunt. The other is the submission specialist. So we got a big clash of styles here, big time. Not to mention, Mark is getting up there. He's 44 years old, and Alexi's no spring chicken either at 41. So what does this do for the overall division? I don't think it does a lot, honestly. The fight is being held, I believe, in Moscow. It's really early, West Coast time, Pacific time, on Saturday. Um, I think it could be a potentially exciting fight. But for the ramifications like who wins, who loses, I don't really think it does a lot, to be honest with you, as far as the heavyweight division goes, where these guys are going to go in their career and that type of thing. I think it's basically just a fun fight. And those are okay. Every fight doesn't have to have title implications or something like that. But you need to know that going in, that it's just kind of those, you know, let's do this and and give the crowd something they want to see. So what do I expect from this? Well, I think you're going to get, you know, their usual styles. Hunt is just basically a brawler. He does that very well. His record is kind of misleading in that regard. Now, of course, he used to fight in pride. He's an old-timer, been around for a long time. The UFC didn't even want him in the UFC because he had a terrible record. He still has a terrible record. But I saw something where I believe it was like six of his last eight or six out of his last eight opponents have popped hot for some type of cheating at some point and that's crazy like you want to talk about a bad rap that's crazy that's a bad beat right there so hunt is kind of disillusioned with the sport he believes most if not all the heavyweights are cheating and he thinks it's unfair of course he's in there taking punches from these guys and then he wanted compensation. There was a whole big thing with him in the UFC. He just feels he hasn't been treated fairly and that the people that are cheating are going to continue to cheat and get away with it. Even like when they pop and they get busted, the only thing he usually gets is a no contest on his record or something like that. 
the guys get a suspension, maybe out for a little while, come back and compete. So Mark is not happy with that aspect of the sport. And I cannot disagree with him. Obviously, we want a level playing field. You don't want cheats in there, especially with combat sports. So I'm not sure how much longer he's even going to be around, to be quite honest with you. The UFC isn't happy with him. He's not happy with the UFC. I don't know how many fights he has left on his contract, but probably once that's up, he's done. I can't imagine him re-signing unless it was some kind of crazy money. And I don't even know if the UFC really wants him around. So what is he going to bring to this matchup? Well, he's going to bring his punching power. He's um, He's got a pretty good base, but his wrestling is mainly defensive. And once he gets taken down, he just can't get up. So Mark isn't the tallest guy for heavyweight. He's about 5'10", where Lexi comes in at 6'2". So a lot of times what these guys do is if they're... If they're able to close the distance on him, they simply go into clinch position. This is smart because even though Hunt has an awesome uppercut, it's much better to be inside those big punches than on the outside. That's where he gets his walk-off knockouts is when you give him that little bit of distance and he's able to hit you at the end of his punch. So do I think Alexi's going to stay on the outside? No, I don't think he's going to stay on the outside at all. Honestly, I think he's going to come out and try to close the distance and get into clinch position. Alexi likes to do this thing where he gets in that clinch position but a lot of times he kind of rushes across with us he's got very sloppy striking and into clinch position and then he puts his opponents back to the cage and then he drops for a double leg and takes him down he's very good at that and I could see him doing that to hunt easily if he's able to get him into that clinch position and put his back against the cage Hunt is going for a ride, and he's going on the canvas. That's all there is to it. Hunt has a good base. He's a stout guy. He's a heavy guy, but his wrestling just is not up to up to par. He just he's one of those one-dimensional guys that never really learned to do anything else. And so when he gets put on his back, he stays on his back. And it doesn't matter if it's a guy like Brock, who granted popped. Uh, who just grounds and pounds him, or if it's somebody with submission ability. Now, Alexi does have submission ability, but he's already stated that because of the way uh, Mark is built and his thick neck. He thinks it's going to be very hard to choke him. He loves chokes. One of his favorite is the Ezekiel, but uh, he thinks it's going to be hard to choke him like that. But I don't think he necessarily can only win by choke. A lot of people are miscapping this, and I'll tell you that right now. They think Alexi can only submit Mark, and I don't believe that at all. I believe he can ground and pound him out simply by dominating the position on the ground. Once he gets gets Mark on the ground, he's going to be able to dominate him positionally. And all you got to do is punch, punch, and punch until the ref steps in. So that's a real possibility here. A real possibility. I don't know what the uh, books were thinking when they came out with the original line at Hunt at minus 215. If you want to make him the favorite, fine. But I just can't see Hunt at this stage of the game against a clinch fighter like Alexi opening at minus 215. I think the line should have been much closer. Again, the original was Mark minus 215 and Alexi at plus 165. That line has changed. People started betting on Alexi. Uh, Mark is now down to minus 170 as a favorite and Alexi is plus 150 as an underdog and those are straight bets. So I think the line should have been opened closer. I still think the line is a little lopsided to be honest with you. 
I think it should have been more of an even fight, not necessarily pick them, but I think you were looking at that 40, maybe 50 range for the favorite. So if you wanted to make Hunt the favorite, you could do so and put him probably at 140, 150, because the fact of the matter is Hunt is not what he used to be. Even though he's the, he's the power punching guy and he's shown a decent chin, he, he has been slowing down, man. It's just the fact. Like, out of his 12 losses, he's he's been knocked out five times. He's got six submission losses. When we think of Hunt, we always think, oh, you can take him down and submit him. But what about those five losses? We're almost equal here. Six submission losses, five KO, TKO losses. He can be put out as well. Now, Alexi, on the other hand, has only been submitted twice. So I don't even think that's in the realm of possibility here. We don't even need to discuss that. But he has been knocked out five times. And let's face it, if Mark wins, it's going to be by knockout. I believe that's the only way he can win. I don't even believe he can win a decision. I'll say that right now. Before we even get into the odds, I don't believe he can win a decision simply because of the styles. If Alexi is still around to go five rounds, that means he's either been on top in a ground position battle or he's just held Mark against the cage the entire night, and they're not going to give Hunt a decision when with his back against the cage all night. So fight will go, won't go. This is a five-round fight. It's not a title fight because it's the main event. They go five rounds. Uh, five rounds will go as plus 420, won't go as minus 650. Very, very steep. What did it open at? It opened at minus 505. So again, the books open this very high because they see it how we're talking. Somebody has to go. So that's, that's I think, only probably going to get higher as a fight gets closer. I don't know who in their right mind would play fight goes to a decision. So even though 650 is much higher than 505, I could see it still going up, maybe even closing 750, 725, something like that. Fight, fight is a draw is 95 to 1. They don't expect that. Uh, Alexi wins inside is plus 210. Hunt wins inside is minus 180. And Alexi wins by decision is plus 725. Hunt wins by decision is plus 855. So let's take these one by one. Hunt wins by decision 855. Uh, Alexi wins by decision 725. That's actually correct in my opinion. They're both long shots, but I believe Alexi has the style to win a decision far faster than Hunt would. I don't see either one of those coming in, but if you said who is more likely to win a decision, I would say it would be Alexi. The inside numbers. Hunt wins inside distance is minus 180, and Alexi wins inside is plus 210. Again, this is correct. Both of those lines are lower than their decisions because this is how those guys are going to win. Here's an important point. Currently, as of this podcast, Hunt wins inside is a minus 180. Hunt straight is minus 170. Do you see something there? You got it. I know you did. You guys are smart. Don't take Hunt inside at minus 180 at the current at the current lines. I know. I just said that's the way he's probably going to win. I don't see him winning the decision, but it makes zero sense to take the higher line and only have one way to win. If you're going to play Mark Hunt as of this podcast right now, you take him straight at minus 170 and don't even bother with the inside. 
Don't even look at it. It's not even available to you. Now, if you got Hunt originally when you were looking at it at 215 and Hunt wins inside, opened at minus 140, yeah, you take the minus 140 because we've got a big gap there. But currently, that doesn't matter. So anybody that already did that knows what I'm talking about. Obviously, you take Hunt inside at minus 140. You don't need to lay the minus 210 because the odds of Mark Hunt winning a decision are slim to none. But now that we got this crazy line of Mark inside being higher than Mark straight, you don't take the inside. You take Mark Hunt straight. Minus 170. So even though you still think he's going to win inside, you're getting him at a cheaper price. And if something strange happens and the stars align, and for some unknown godly reason Mark Hunt won a decision, you would still win. So as far as Alexi goes, well, you don't have that ability to take him just straight because his inside is higher. I wouldn't mess with Alexi inside, even though I believe out of the two, he has more of a chance to win on the cards. I just don't see that happening. Again, out of Mark's 13 wins, he's only won three decisions. And out of his 12 losses, he's only went to decision once. So we're talking about four total decisions for Mark, win or lose. On Alexi's side, out of his 56 wins, he's only went to decision four times. And out of his 11 losses, he's went to decision four times. We're talking about a total of eight decisions, either wins or losses, total. So I don't think that's going to come into play. It makes the capping, capping much easier. If you like a side, again, it's very easy. Currently, Mark Hunt minus 170. If you had him when it was 210, you obviously would have played the minus 140 inside. But let's just stick with the current odds. So you take Hunt straight at 170, and then you take Alexi inside at 210, depending on which side you like. What do I think about this under? I actually think the under is probably your best bet. Even at minus 505 and currently at 650, I get it. That's you're way up there for risk versus reward. I wouldn't suggest anybody bet a lot on it, even though I think it's going to hit. Obviously, different people, different bankrolls, different um, risk versus reward opinions. And that's just something you would have to decide if the line is too high. It's very high. If you wanted to pick a straight side and just go that way, I won't argue with you. If you wanted to lay off the fight entirely because you didn't like anything but the won't go and it's just too high, I get it. How do I think that's probably going to play out? I think somebody's getting stopped. How do I see it? I can see it two different ways. I always try to give you both sides. That way you're able to do your capping. If you're on Alexi, I point out stuff that I see as favorable as well as flawed. And the same thing for Mark. And I do that in all my cappings. I try to do that for all the boxing, all the MMA, just to give you guys two different perspectives. And then my opinion on it. And then you go ahead and make the final decision. As far as Monk, Mark goes. He's definitely got the superior striking, no question. This is a huge talent gap difference in striking. How does that play out in Mark's favor? Well, obviously, if he hits him, I think he can knock him out, and I don't think he needs many punches to do it. Alexi has a fatal, fatal flaw of coming across the octagon, and he's in this hunched, hunched over where his chin is over his front 
toes, and that is deadly for an uppercut. And Mark has a beautiful uppercut. Do not be surprised if Mark Hunt one punches him with an uppercut. Walk off knockout. That's very possible. If Mark can time that initial rush from Alexi and hit him with an uppercut, it's good night. Sometimes Mark throws the overhand right more than the uppercut. That could be a mistake here, and I'll tell you why. The way Alexi hunches over with that chin over the front foot, Mark's right hand could actually slide over the shoulder of Alexi. It all depends on where Mark throws it and when he throws it because Alexi's not afraid to rush forward in that hunch and then immediately go into the clinch. So Mark is not going to have a lot of combination punches to get off before he's clinched. I'm thinking one Maybe two, depending on how Hunt closes the distance. In my opinion, Hunt should be moving backwards, not forward. I know that sounds crazy, but the minute he misses that first punch, Alexi's going to be right on him in clinch position. The better way for Mark to do it is to go backwards because even though Hunt's been knocked out, I think he has a better chin here and he probably could take a couple bombs from Alexi on the feet and not go spark out. So what would he do? He would just try to create a little bit of distance and catch Alexi as he's rushing in with that hunched over chin wide open to be hit type of style. Mark could time him either with the right hand if he's got distance or preferably the right uppercut and put him straight out. I don't even think he'd probably have to ground and pound him. But once Alexi goes down, I think that's probably it, depending on how much time is in the round, how early it is, how fatigued Mark is, because he does have some cardio issues going in there. Alexi, how does he do it? Well, we just basically described it. He's got to close the distance. That's all there is to it. I don't believe he can stay on the outside with Mark. Many people have tried better boxers than Alexi, and Mark touches him on that chin, and it's nighty-night. You can't keep distance with Mark Hunt. The best way to do it is get inside that big looping right hand, get inside fast, clinch him, bully him around, double-leg him, take him down, ground and pound him out. That's why I think Alexi wins. I don't even think you need to factor in submissions or ground and pound. It doesn't matter. Once he gets Mark on the ground, he should dominate. And it's a five-round fight. So if he gets him down in the first, if he gets him down in the second, if he gets him down, how long do you think Mark's going to be able to survive? He takes an absolute beating when he's on his back. So Alexi does not have to submit him. Let me repeat this. Alexi does not have to submit him to win. He can ground and pound Mark Hunt out. So those are the two styles I believe you're going to see. It's a matter of who does what better. Could I see it going either way? I really can. That's why I said I think the line should have been closer than what it is. And I could see people wanting to take a gamble on Alexi, especially on the, the earlier line. Uh, the, the inside is nice at 210. If you were taking them straight at plus 170, it's better than 150. But really, I don't think the straight bets come into play other than Hunt right now because of that weird messed up line. But I can see that working either way. Like I said, if Hunt can time him, he's got to time him in one to two punches before that clinch. And what happens if Alexi gets the clinch? 
that's the big problem for Mark because I believe Alexi, with his size and strength and just his style, that rough Greco wrestling, throw you around, pin you up against the cage, slam you on the mat, ground and pound you, positionally dominate you, look for submissions, is going to be terrible for Hunt. Not only is it going to be terrible because he's not that great on the ground, for his stamina, it's no good to have a dude that big on top of you, uh, po positionally dominating you, and think like you're just going to get up and start throwing punches again. It's not. And so as soon as fatigue hits, Alexi has the advantage as well because now he doesn't even have to worry about a second or a third punch coming from Hunt before he closes the distance. Hunt may throw one punch and Alexi's able to close the distance because, because Hunt is slow and throwing wide looping, just very slow to bring back the punch. No other punch is even coming. So I think those are the two options, the two ways this fight is going to play out. I do think it's a stoppage. So if you ask me my personal opinion, even with the lines the way they are, I think if you want to win, you're going to take don't go. It's very high. So I'm not going to hold anybody to that. If you like a certain guy, again, I think those are the ways that they're going to win. I don't really see it going any other possible way when it comes to how they win. So I believe I have that correctly capped as far as the styles go and the strengths and weaknesses. And I think that you're going to see it play out that way. Who do I favor? I really can't say. Like, obviously, if Mark hits him, I think it's over. But Alexi may need a little more time to ground and pound Mark out. But if he can consistently take Mark down, the writing is on the wall. Mark would literally have to catch him with a single shot, one or two shots. Every round, he's going to have the ability to do that when the round starts. But if he allows Alexi to close that distance after those first or two, one or two punches and pin him up against the cage and take him down, he's in trouble and eventually he's going to get stopped. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.